welcome to the MCAT Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today we're joined by a whole crew of people from Harper's Ferry Brewing, which I don't think I've ever been asked more often by people about if I've been to a brewery yet. It just seems like everyone and their mother has asked me if I've been to Harper's Ferry Brewing yet, and I, I'm sad to say I haven't. I turned around in your parking lot once because I accidentally turned there when I was on my way to Percival, um, and I wouldn't have stopped anyway. The place was packed. <laughs> um, but we're joined right now on mic by Jesse Powell, Director of Brewing Opera- Operations, and Ryan Yerden, the head brewer. Um, and then off mic, we'll be talking to shortly Melanie Corcoran, the general manager. So um, thank you for joining us, everyone. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having us. So, Jesse, it's your family founded the brewery, correct? Yes, sir. And it's also not even it's not the first brewery they've opened either, right? No, yeah, the first one opened, uh, I guess, roughly like five years ago, uh, Old 690 Brewery. No, I have been there a couple times. Oh, nice, so. nice. Yeah, that was the, the start of it all, and then kind of perfected everything going into Harper's Ferry. All right, maybe some other day we'll talk about Old 690. Let's just focus on um, Harper's Ferry Brewing because uh, apparently everyone loves you guys. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's great. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, uh, someone's laptop was really loud. Um, so um, Harper's Ferry Brewing is not in Harper's Ferry, though, right? No. Okay, no. It's that I've had some arguments with people who try to tell me that it's not in Virginia, um, and I had to explain to him that yeah, it is in Virginia. Definitely in, in Virginia. Um, but it overlooks Harper's Ferry. So, you know, if Peyton Manning could probably hit Harper's Ferry with football. <laughs> Close enough. I'll keep thinking is uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Uncle Rico. There mountains from here. <laughs> Go deep. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we sit, like, right on that crest of uh, Virginia, Maryland, and West Virginia. Yeah, it's so like where like, everything just... Yeah, we're right, right in the there. pocket where the rivers meet and, you know, the roads meet. Everything meets right there in that corner, so. So, how did Harper's Ferry Brewing come about? I mean, so you already... You had one, and Old 690's been pretty successful, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It, you went through, like, a gra- like a rapid growth from when you first opened there yeah it was it was one of like the first breweries in Loudoun it was the first farm brewery at least uh so it it got really popular off of that and then now there's like 15 other ones so it kind of died down but yeah beginning was really busy out there so is it was it just carrying on the success that meant like uh, how, basically what, what I, brought about wanting to open well I used to place? work at the adventure center up there uh, when I was like 16 going until I was like 21 Basically, just linked uh, Jr., the owner of the Adventure Center, up with my dad, who ended up capitalizing on it and starting the brewery. So, the Adventure Center is that where they they, they have the rafting mm-hmm. and everything? Yeah, yeah, right across the parking lot. Don't they? They do some sort of like beer themed floats and stuff. They, don't they? they yeah, they, they used to. Okay. Uh, I think Old Six Ninety actually teamed up with them to do like a, you know, you can get a flight at Old Six Ninety and then go tubing after, um, which we do that now at Harp, at uh, the Adventure Center and, and at Harper's Ferry. Okay. So it was more just like you were familiar with this awesome location. Like. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's always wanted to put a brewery up there, uh, which, you know, just looking at the location, it's like we could sell whatever we want up here and people are going to come. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a great spot to place a brewery. So how um, how did you end up 
getting into brewing? Were you? Uh, well, my parents started old six ninety, and then when I was in college, I kind of wrote a business plan for like a, a beer store, growler filling store kind of thing, and then uh, ended up getting the money for that through some friends and started that. And then after three years there, they offered me a job to run Harper's Ferry, and I took that. Okay. And have shut you, down the store. Have you um, Have you ever done any brewing yourself, or were uh, you mainly? I mean, at old six nine. Store and seller of beer. Uh yeah, I was I was more like the beer nerd kind of person, uh, but I always helped out at old six ninety as far. I was never really you know brewing my own stuff back yeah. there, but you know always knew the process and knew what was going on. Okay. When did Harper's Ferry Brewing open? Uh, September of last year. Okay. So we're a little over a year old now. Um, and actually, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to cover, but since the the, the cups you brought in are definitely um, – actually, they just say on it. I didn't even read them. But, um, <laughs> you guys recently got quite a bit of press for your uh, – your beer you released called Sell the Team. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of crazy. What what Blue. was what was that referring to? Oh, the, the Redskins <laughs> and uh, Mr. Snyder. You know, uh, hopefully he'll he'll let it go at some point, but not when they're winning. Like, yeah, the past couple yeah, weeks kind of bummed us on that one with the win last week. But. Yeah, don't worry, though. I'm sure it'll end soon. They're supposed to be still in the playoff hunt, which surprises me. But. Well, that yeah. somehow. Every team in the NFL, except <laughs> as a, except for like two, are awful this year. Yeah. So it's like every horrible team still has a chance to be in the playoffs. Well, my team's yeah. still doing pretty good, so we'll take that back in Baltimore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, so, but it seemed like the the reception of that was extremely popular. I think yeah. you may have touched a nerve with the. Redskins uh, fan base. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was no even like negative comments about it. Everyone was in support of of the uh, the message, so it worked out. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get any uh, any backlash on it, and it it took off. We posted that post like eight thirty in the morning, and by nine thirty, I think we were at like a hundred shares, and yeah, it just kept going from there. We were like, "Whoa, this is getting out of control." So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen someone say. No, Dan is doing a really good job. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that yet. Um, have you heard any kind of feedback or heard anything about someone within the Redskins? Yeah, I, I have a friend that's uh, like a field manager, uh, like or the turf manager for the team or something like that, and it's got brought up in some management meetings just to <laughs> ignore the uh, – the sell the team BS and keep on doing what you're doing and yeah so yeah, don't, don't let it get you down kind of thing yeah so, so management definitely knows and acknowledged it so and they were chanting it at the stadium two weeks ago so uh, they definitely heard of that yeah that uh, that was I think one of, typically when I watch those videos about um, like. Oh my! Can you believe the stadium was chanting this? I can never understand what the heck is being chanted. It just sounds like a, a jumbled mess. Somehow, everyone in that stadium was completely locked at the same tempo, and you could vividly hear what they were saying. Well, I think there was probably only ten fans there, so it couldn't be too hard. Yeah, it's not hard when it's a small choir. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess it, maybe it's good for you as a fan because aren't tickets like six dollars or something now? Yeah, but I'm not gonna go. 
Yeah, you I'm, get tickets for the same price you can buy a pint of this beer for. Yeah. So. <laughs> Last time I bought tickets, they were like $1,200 for the NFC. Well, the, when they played the playoffs against the Seahawks back in like 2012. So, the RG3 blew his knee out. Yeah, that's the last time I went to FedEx Field. So. When, I, when all the um, – there was the great debate on whether he should have been pulled from the game at yeah. that point or not. Yep, yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> very unfortunate. So it's been has it it's really been that long since they've been good? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cuz now I'll I'll fly to Dallas and go watch a game there before going to FedEx Field. <laughs> and Dallas so is a great stadium. It, I would recommend it's anyone going true. there. He's done that before. Yeah. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's pretty awesome down there. I would like to go. That does look like it would just be an experience. And even the fans are nice. They like buy you beers and stuff like that as opposed to going to the Eagles Stadium where they'll dump beer on you but. well i think in dallas they probably just feel bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's say. that's probably part of it <laughs> it's kind of like you like having a younger brother that, that's always yeah picked on and <laughs> i didn't really think about that analogy. part <laughs> <laughs> um so the was that was that a packaged release or what could, did you guys do any any no. pack okay no not yet uh, so we, we kind of quickly moved on that. So we didn't think this beer was going to really do what it did. And uh, actually, at the time, we were almost considering dumping this beer. It, it was a beer that we were going for something else. Ended up with this. We were trying some new techniques in the brewery, and we ended up with this. Now, we thought the beer was good, but it wasn't what we were going for. So we made a quick decision of, well, what do we want to call it? What do we want to do with it? He came up with the idea to sell the team. We locked into that thought it was just a good funny joke kind of blew up in our face so yeah. you know our growlers have been flying out of the building like crazy so we just recently got our crowler machine in I actually was test running it yesterday so that should be coming out okay like in a week or so so that'll make it a little bit easier for package but we're not quite at like a you know four pack in the liquor yeah. store package yet we're, we're gonna get there soon though. are you gonna get special um Sell the team labels for the crowlers. Oh, we have the... we have a base label right now. Just it's a black one. Says Harper's Ferry Brewing. Yeah. We can write the name on. <laughs> but we have been telling the idea of get because we have a a labeler, yeah. so they're not pre-labeled growlers or crowlers. So we were uh, we can get different labels for whatever we want. So we thought about getting the sell the team get label. I would special, so capitalize on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially while we still got a little bit of time left in the season. So yeah. try to bank on that. Oh, uh, there's there's always next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> Nothing's going to change. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance he's not going to sell the team in the off season. I don't know, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Jeff Bezos has been uh, been uh, interested. So yeah, maybe we'll happen. join up with him and you know give him five grand and you know get like yeah. percentage of the <laughs> team. A, well, I think it'd be more of a percentage of a percent yeah. of a percent. Yeah. Bunch of zeros yeah. in front of it. But. Um, all right, we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, to thank our sponsors, and um, when we get back, I guess we'll just talk about beer. If you haven't heard about our beer dinners, well, now you have. Typically, the last Tuesday of each month, we partner with a local brewery and craft an exclusive five-course dinner. Each course is thoughtfully paired with some of the finest craft beer available. You'll meet the brewery, enjoy memorable pairings and service, and have a damn good time. Like us on Facebook to stay in the know when tickets become available, because they will sell out quick. Yeah, it's funny that, so you're um, making beer to take jabs at your team, and then like across the 
Well, in another state and across the state, you have hysteria <laughs> celebrating. Um, I actually just from, saw that this morning, and okay. I was like, jumping on the bandwagon, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like those guys. I know Ty and uh, yeah. those guys over there really well. We were pretty close at one point in time in my career, so um, I love what they do over there. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll team up with them and do like a go after Goodell or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> something funny. Yeah. Well, what do they call? What do they? What do they call the game when the the Redskins and the Ravens play? Uh, it's the uh, the, the Beltway, Belt, Beltway Beltway Bowl or, or Beltway something bowl. like that. Yeah, just that you can make a beer name Beltway Bowl. Only if the Orioles were good enough, then we maybe we can get a Beltway series one yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, probably Not won't happen. happen. Yeah, they're like the Redskins of Baltimore. <laughs> 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 one day, we, someone that actually that guy needs to sell the team too. That that, that would help. Thanks, I think too. Maybe we make a black and black and orange. Sell the team next year in the spring. <laughs> I like I like when breweries take jabs at well, just in general because it's it's fun. Um, there's uh, are you familiar with Voodoo Brewing mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to Pitt and he had, this beer was actually served at Pitt alumni uh, functions and stuff. But he had a beer named um, H2P hailed to Pitt and okay. it was Pitt's colors and in the same font. And they sent him a cease and desist. So he changed the name of it still with the font and the, um, the actually, I think tweaking the font a little bit and tweaking the colors a little bit to something like non infringe non copyright infringement oh, IPA yeah. or something <laughs> like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, I've always thought about. Oh, we've been lucky. We actually haven't gotten any C and D's yet. Um, oh, we got one. Well, we did get one. We got one. <laughs> it's 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 not what, even a good one. But uh, <laughs> what was that for? Confluence uh, caramel cream. Rarely, I don't know how we got that one. We haven't gotten one for Bud Light yet, though. So I don't know how. We're you have a beer one. named Bud Light. B U H L I T E. Yeah, so, Bud Light. Yeah. So I don't know how probably, we haven't gotten one for that yet. It's it probably a mind. matter of time. I've been fishing so, for it. But. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for it. We want to <laughs> hang it up. So, <laughs> so what was the um, what was the one for the cream? Who sent it's that? It's a place out in like, Iowa. Iowa, yeah. yeah. Confluence uh, Brewing Company. Uh, yeah. They just wouldn't let us use the name Conf- like Confluence. But even though we can see the confluence of the Shenandoah and Potomac from our brew house. Yeah. It, it, it seems like a word that shouldn't really be copyrighted. Well, the thing is that, that, that we we've we've actually we've recorded two episodes now with a local um, IP attorney. He specializes uh, in um, brewery law. Also, a lot of the Maryland breweries use them for their regulatory stuff, and then he also does IP specialization. And that sounds like it falls into the category that if you cared enough and you had enough money that you could probably beat that because it's kind of a common term. And we, we looked at yeah. like this. It was a, it was a one-off beer. Yeah. Didn't I literally, mean I literally any, yeah. told the guys like, I got like five kegs left. Yeah. I'm not changing <laughs> it. We're probably not going to make it again. And if we do, we'll call it something else. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now the thing we'll though, make fun is, of him out of it or something. Yeah. You know, like, Screw Iowa or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so though you had um, old six ninety hosted the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and it was be better if it was a better team that had won it. But the damn <laughs> 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 Gra- <Little> blow. <laughs> Graham's a big Cavs fan. I don't agree. Ah. Um, what do you like then? I I grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 
right. No wonder you don't <laughs> want to talk about the Ravens. <laughs> so yeah, the Steelers are awful this year. So I'm I'm gonna bet though if somehow uh, the Redskins um, pull another uh, pull a championship out, you're probably not gonna get to see the Lombardi at. Uh, oh Harvest no, Harry, no, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. We'll make a beer for it. Yeah. You, know? you know, congratulations. You know, you still yeah. need to sell the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If if they win the Super Bowl with Dan Snyder's ownership, we'll we'll name a beer called Dan the Man or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will. Man. I will fully apologize for all of this. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> don't you, see you it happening, but you, know, you never know. <laughs> I didn't realize you were playing the long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have a young team. It could work out, but I don't, I don't know. Man, I've heard Redskins fans say that so often. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, but... No, that uh, is, I mean, we're so far from talking about beer at this point, but <laughs> that is that is one thing. Like, my brother-in-law is a huge Redskins fan. That's one thing I love about Redskins fans. You are so help, hopeful. Every, what else are we supposed to do? <laughs> but but so many other teams though the fans give up on them. But it's it's like every year Redskins fans are just so hopeful. Like something yeah. happened that this is going to be the year, and then it's like week two, you know it's not. Yeah, yeah. they're not like they're not like Browns fans where they just know like yeah we're gonna lose. Yeah. I'm just going for the hot dogs. No, they were hopeful <laughs> somehow. They get, they were really hopeful this year, and it's still they still ended up being I, the Browns. I thought they yeah. were gonna be good. But no, <laughs> I just want—I want to be alive when I can finally say the Browns went to the Super Bowl. I just—I just, I just want to be alive for that moment, so I can make really great, dirty jokes about it. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I did that this morning. <laughs> It'll be epic. All right, let's talk but, about beer. Yeah, that's probably a, probably a better path to go down. Um, so the what sorts of beer does Harvest Ferry Brewing focus on? All of it. Yeah, um, we, uh, we 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 lean a little bit towards the New England IPA. We'll try to have three or four of those on draft okay. at any given time. Um, lately, we've been really delving deep into some Imperial Stouts and some darker beers, um, so much that everybody drank all like the six of them I had on last couple of weeks, so I'm starting to rebuild back up. We also do some West Coast IPAs. We do a session like uh, New England Pale. That's really good. It's all Citra. Um, then we have some lighter offerings like the Dew Brew Blonde and the Bud Light. And then pretty much whatever. I am still shocked that you haven't received any. They, they just aren't aware of it yet. So. Maybe. maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. Well, we have know. all of our next names planned out, too. Yeah. We have, like, yeah. Cooler's Light. We got <laughs> Mueller Light. You know, we, we got, got, we got like, backups. All these <laughs> other ones. And I don't know. We just got to get super Eventually, we're just going to hopefully call the beer C&D and just, you know, be done with it. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, we pretty much offer the full spectrum of beers. We got some sours, you know, we got a bunch of stuff going in barrels uh, over the, the last month. We got a bunch of Buffalo Trace barrels in, so they'll be coming out probably next fall. Um, yeah, pretty much anything we go out and try and we really enjoy, we'll try to either replicate or in some cases try to achieve something different okay. or, or better from something we've tried. So. We're pretty good about getting out. I mean, I live in Baltimore. He lives in Leesburg. So we got a lot of good brewery between yeah. us to, like, hit up. Plenty, so. plenty of places to gather inspiration from. Definitely. And I've been in the industry for 16 years. So I know a lot of the people around here, and especially in the Maryland and Baltimore scene. So I always get a chance to go out and 
stop by breweries and you know what do you got what do you got cooking in the back yeah you know i mean try stuff and get inspiration uh a lot of times like jessica will tell you uh while we're working i'll get phone calls from random brewers um no names being dropped but you know what do you what do you like what culture are you using uh what, what would you think about doing something like with this where are you getting your fruit from blah 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 so the brewing industry in this whole delmarva world is really tight-knit so it, it's always good and it's good to get inspiration from everybody yeah it's definitely one of the beautiful things of this area it's actually made doing this really easy because everyone is anyone i don't know someone can introduce me to that person so yeah um right, we're going to take another quick sponsor break and we get back i want to we'll talk a little bit more about um the beer that harper's Ferry's doing um the brew system size and all that stuff and then um then i want to talk a little bit more about your background ryan in the brewing industry the NCAP podcast is brought to you by district east a lot of friday and saturday afternoons you'll find me at district east for their weekly beer tastings district east is part of the local beer community and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else this is why I chose District East for the release of my collaboration beers. One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six-pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard-to-find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for Crowler and Growler fills, and they have kegs to go. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beers lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. And so actually for um, Harpers Ferry is not a farm brewery, right? Just No, it so, is. Oh, is it? it? Okay. Brewery, yes. Um, so in Virginia, what is the what's the requirement for the designation of a farm brewery? Do you... Nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> loose up there. Uh, basically, be over 10 acres. Okay. Uh, we don't, like, grow anything. However, we have, like, pawpaw trees, blackberry bushes, all sorts of stuff over our property that we'll go out and, and pick, basically, to throw into beer. Um, yeah, we have a lot and, of wine berries. Uh, actually, this year, the one thing we did use this it's year It's a wine is, berry. It's like a hybrid raspberry kind huh. of thing it's it's I like very raspberries. it's very like it's uh good. dark red and it's a little bit more kind of leaning towards like a boysenberry flavor but okay. not black so they're interesting like their stalks are actually like the color of red wine they're kind of they're, they're an invasive species that's probably not supposed to be here and they grow everywhere <laughs> everywhere uh, we also picked oh, up i've probably had them then because i got my grandfather had a farm outside of pittsburgh yeah, and there would yeah. be something that was described is that all over the place oh yeah yeah they're about fourth they, of july is when they come out yeah for about like five they're days. delicious yeah, they're oh, yeah, awesome. yeah we weren't able to collect enough this year to do anything with okay. we, we try to get out there we're going to need some uh, more assistance when we do that next year but yeah uh, we're going to like hire people um we okay. did find some wild ginger growing around the property and we did use a little bit of that into our pumpkin beer that unfortunately is gone now but uh we did use that in there and that was kind of nice um but yeah, we we technically forage. Okay, so <laughs> we you, don't I farm. Mean, you grow, so you don't <laughs> yeah. cultivate stuff, yeah. but you do. Yeah. Gr- there are things growing that you just can stuff use. that we find. But yeah. the pawpaw trees, we probably have two hundred of those. Oh wow, uh, we have a, a ton of pawpaws. Those are out season now, but there's a lot of those around. I had never heard of a pawpaw until I Me had. Neither. 
<laughs> until I had the beer that Checker Spot and Flying Dog made together. Yeah. And uh, then now I feel like because of breweries, I hear about pawpaws all the time. Yeah, so I'm still trying to figure out the best way to go about processing these things because they're not... They're a very interesting fruit. It's well, like, don't they go bad like in two seconds or so? Pretty, pretty Maybe much. Maybe a couple minutes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they hit the ground, they'll start to rot. But we found this method of taking our like side-by-side foiler thing and just ram it into the tree, and then they all fall off. And we Can I help with that? that <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's, actually, <laughs> it's awesome. It's a good Friday afternoon activity. It's a team-building activity. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. But, yeah, you cut those things open, and there's, like, these three or four large seeds in them. Uh-huh. And then you don't want the rind. So I'm trying to find the best way to process this. So I actually his mom gave me a book. Uh, his mom Rhonda who's one of the owners gave me a book about Paul Paul so I've been reading about like I would just call Steve Marsh I know I know him so well too I'm like Steve just come out here and yeah. do this for me <laughs> I might I might maybe we'll do a checker spot collab there, there do a, like Paw Paw 3 or now I did get lucky enough to find somebody that I can get like pureed processed Paw Paw from that's from Knoxville Maryland so okay. that's kind of cool but I have not yet developed a beer it's a flavor that I'm still trying to figure out how to uh, incorporate, right? It's kind of mango-ish, but also kind of banana. So, obviously, I would think to lean towards a wheat beer, but I think that's just too easy. Yeah. So, I want to come up with something that's going to go better with it. I really want to try a pawpaw. Because I've, I've actually ne- I've never well, even... When you oh, come really? up... <laughs> nothing good. Oh, yeah. really? See, I, when you say famous. mango and banana, but like, it's I just, love it's mango. Just like, it's a weird texture of It's so oh. weird. <laughs> yeah, I... I wouldn't eat one. There's probably, it's probably a reason that they're like only really popular in this area. And I think it's just because of necessity. Gotcha. You know, that's just they just what they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you're not going to go find that at some fruit produce. Okay. Stand I just want to wreck a side by side in the trees. Then. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come that's on. The, that's the fun part. That's, <laughs> you actually got a big, big block on the front of the side by side just for this reason. <laughs> just for paw paw picking. Yeah. <laughs> paw paw plow. Yeah, I got in trouble for that one. <laughs> a little bit. All right, so what um, what size brew house do you guys have? Uh, we're running on a 15-barrel SMT brewery, um, which is, I think I believe they're originally from Virginia, manufacturer. Okay. Now they're more out of North Carolina. Um, we got about nine 15-barrel fermenters, one bright tank, looking to expand to get at least two 30-barrel fermenters and a 30-bright and possibly looking to get a couple stackable 15 barrel horizontal conditioning tanks so we can delve a little bit more into loggers okay so you guys went big yeah we didn't we didn't mess around <laughs> yeah. well we learned lessons from 690 where uh-huh. they have uh that started out really small right oh like, it's like a it's basically a big home brew system yeah. <laughs> um there's no temperature control it's five barrels or so okay. a five and a half barrel system very small so um, yeah, we, we saw that we were running out of beer there at times and yeah, so knew you, we need to go big. Do you, brew, are you able to brew at Harper's Ferry for old 690 or is a that little not bit. allowed? In our, our hard food? seltzer gets shipped down to, okay. um, as long as, uh, Potomac pale ale, yeah, the pale ale um, goes down there. Um, couple of we are allowed to do that because technically it's a brewery to brewery transfer. Okay. Um, since we're underneath the same ownership yeah. and in Virginia, we're allowed to do that. Um, we we don't I don't tend to brew very much over at O six ninety. Uh we have Eric Zupko who was the original brewer O six ninety and then he came over to Harper's Ferry when it started. Obviously that's kind of a 
big payload to run two yeah. breweries that size. So that's when I came in. I came in in April of last year, um, you know, the springtime of, of last year. So when I came in, I kind of took over more of the focus on Harper's Ferry. He kind of pretty much runs all 690. We work together in collaboration about, like, you know, ordering and shipments and yeah. also about, like, what idea of beers, you know, so we're not always putting out close to the same thing, kind of keep a little mix going on. There's certain things that he can do down there that we can't do at our place and vice versa just due to the system. Um, but, yeah, we're we're looking to get 690 actually overhauled, hopefully in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, update some of the tanks, um, move some of our – we have two seven-barrel fermenters at our uh, at Harpers Ferry. Move those down to 690 to give them a little bit more control. Replace those with the 30 barrels at Harpers Ferry and then be able to start working around getting 690 kind of more up to where we want it to be as yeah. part of the family of the breweries. So you said that they don't they don't have any temp you don't mm-hmm. have any temper control on the tanks at no. six nine. No. That's actually impressive the beer that was made there then because <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> all room control. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a sixty year old system. It, yeah, it's, oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> we old. bought it five years ago, uh for like sixty thousand dollars or uh-huh. seventy thousand dollars with all the fermenters, brew system, everything. Yeah, glycol cooler, um, everything, the whole package. And the kegs. So I mean Good steal. There will be a um, 15 barrel system and some tanks going up for sale soon. Oh, yeah? From, yeah. We'll from, talk from, off mic about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know any details about selling, but Barley and Hops closed. Oh, and yeah. I did, oh, yeah, I did, yeah. I did see that, Gary. Uh, they, finally, they finally shut the doors. That That's sucks. sad. I There's like a, that bus. A lot of great brewers came through there, man, between like Will, uh, Will Golding and. You know, Larry Pomerantz and uh, Eric. Oh, Larry was there? Yeah, yeah that Larry was, was there. Right before Eric Gleason took over. Yep. And now Gleason's with Manor Hill. Yep. Which is it's good. I, I love how yeah, we there all. Was like, there was this whole, like, around the one time, like, a big shuffling of. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. funny, like, Manor Hill was a big pivot point for a lot of it, too. Well, the funny thing is, like, between Manor Hill and then, like, you get into, like, the Frisco Tap House thing. Like, that's where me and Ben, we, we both had gone through those yeah. revolving doors and Flying Dog, and, you know, these other places. And that's kind of, like, part of the whole industry in a whole in this, like, mid-Atlantic area. Like, you know, maybe things don't work out at one place for you, but since we're so tight, somebody's like, hey, man, you're just a guy I'm looking for, yeah. man. Like, come on in. So it's good for the industry is that, like, none of us none of us brewers are starving right now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, all, we're all doing fairly well. I mean, none of us are driving Porsches or anything like that, but... You know, we're, we're we all got roofs over our head, which is good. It's not a, it's not an industry in this area where it's 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 so cutthroat. Where like you know, you, you leave somewhere and then you're gone, and you got to move all the way across the country to find work. Yeah, it's just. Um, I lost what. Oh, so but, so maybe it was before you, uh, Ryan, got involved. Um, but old six ninety was more, and maybe it still is like classical styles, not really like. Yeah. Newer, trendier. Yeah, styles. well, I mean, with the temperature control, if, with the New England IPA, yeah, really gonna... <laughs> you can't really drop those hops out yeah. and everything. So, um, yeah, definitely more traditional styles. But then we also can't do loggers either. So it's it's, it's kind of rough. But it's an, <laughs> an alehouse, just yeah. straight yeah. alehouse. <laughs> uh, but we want to we want to we want to change that. We want to get some more stuff over there. Get some of the equipment updated, and uh, you know, get get things a little bit in the 20th century and um you know go go into the realm of like you know having the whole 
umbrella company factory, like, the, you know, between Harper's Ferry and 690 really being, like, that's hard to explain another place that does this, but we want we want to be at the same level. Like, we want both those companies yeah. to be at the highest they can and maybe even do some weirder stuff over at 690 at some point in time because it's smaller and maybe delve into, like, getting some, like, really killer sours out, not just kettle sours. Like, yeah. play around with some, some, you know, funky barrel stuff that we can put out behind the building, put a roof over it or something like that, you know? Attaboy's new place has some really good stuff in it. So if you, I like those guys a lot. You should stop by and try their stuff because they they're, they're in Frederick, right? Yeah. yeah, they're like around the corner. All right, let's go. Let's go there. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, so. Um. All right, let's take one final uh, sponsor break, and then I think now's a good time we can talk about your history within the industry. All right, sounds good. I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to VanishBeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. All right, so now we, we've kicked Jesse off the mic. Um, Ryan and Jesse were battling for a little bit, but Melanie ended up winning. Um, so first, let's um, let, let's talk about your history because you you I mean you alluded to a few places you've been. It was um, some of the prestigious Maryland yep. establishments. Uh, so I started my brewing career um, in two thousand three at Ellicott Mills Brewing Company in Old Town Ellicott City. I was a busboy and begged my way into the brewery and did about four months free of charge, like no pay, apprenticeship, so to speak. <laughs> um, I was able to break that into actually a paying gig. Um, did about five and a half years there. Left them, went to Sweetwater Tavern in Maryfield, Virginia. It was part of the Great American Restaurant uh, chain corporation it didn't really work out for me very well because it's quite corporate and it's not the kind of person i am so from there i left and i went to flying dog uh got there in 09 and was there to about 14 um through some of the big heydays of the flying dog and also a little bit of the changing of the guard of flying dog i kind of saw both ends of that um, it didn't really work out for me, uh, the changing of the guards. <laughs> didn't really kind of, it was a square peg going in a round hole at that point in time. So, <laughs> Were you a brewer there? Yes. Okay. I, I did it all. I was a, at one point in time, I was lead of filtration, seller lead, got up into the brew house, took a brew house lead, came down to that was like me, Vince Chase, and Brian Arnold were like the graveyard crew for like three years. So they're basically like, we trust you three the most. So you guys get to be here when nobody else is here and make all the magic happen, <laughs> <clears throat> which we did. Um, from there, I moved on to Dogfish Head down in Delaware, which was uh, a place I had tried to get into pretty much my whole career. So when I was looking for a job and they actually called me out of the blue, it was like, oh, yeah, finally I made it. You know what I mean? Nice. Finally got my step. Went there, did about two and a half years there. Um, What'd you do there? I was a brewmaster and, uh, oh, wow. and, and uh, uh, also another head of filtration. Can stuff. you ask so, Sam to reply to my email? I'll see what <laughs> I can do. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I actually, I, I still do have some contact with him, not so much him, but 
a lot of the guys that are still there yeah. uh, we're still good friends and stuff and I go down to the beach every year so I, I make my triumphant appearance every time I show up <laughs> um, but I did I learned so much working there and not just about brewing but like how companies should be run and like you know management skills and just that that, that company is one of the biggest family companies for how big it is and just the way it works it's a big family and yeah. it's I love it there it's such a nice place to work I left them because I, I got... insulted a congressman there nice nice <laughs> one of Graham's favorite I stories. Met, I met Robert Plant there. What's so. that? I said it really is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I met Robert Plant there, which was pretty, oh, nice. pretty epic. Um, you know, the hammer of the gods himself. What was, it, what was he there for? Uh, Just his, a... his son runs Beavertown Brewery in London, so he was there to like look at equipment with his son, and he was standing in the tasting room, and uh, all the like the, the the tour guides, you know, they're they're young millennials. Yeah, they have so no idea who he is. You know, they thought he was some bum. And I, I walk <laughs> out there to get like a glass of water or something. And I see him and I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? Is that, is that Robert Plant?" And he's like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "You don't know who Robert Plant is?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "Led Zeppelin?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "I should hit you. I should just hit you." <laughs> so I, of course, see, right. I don't even, I don't even know. Like that would be so out of context that I don't think my. Even my he, head would be, be able surprised. To, although he's pretty distinctive looking. Oh, he's easy. I mean, he's curly. I yeah, mean, it's pretty easy to spot him. Um, but you'd be surprised who just randomly walks through the doors at Dogfish Head. I mean, famous people do it all the time because Sam's kind of like a yeah. celebrity, so yeah. it all worked out. Going past all that, I left them because I got an opportunity to come back to where I'm from. I'm, I'm originally from Carroll County. I grew up in Sykesville. Went to South Carroll High School. So I got a, an opportunity to come back to Maryland. I had just had a kid. My whole family's from Maryland. My wife's whole family's from Maryland. So it was it was a pretty easy move to come back with the support group. And I uh, started working for Frisco Tap House. At that time, it was called Push American Brewing Company. And it was just a little brewery inside Frisco Tap House. Why do they keep changing the name? I'll give you one reason, and I'll explain it real quick. <laughs> so when I came in... Um, it was after Ben Little had left, and I came in, and I took over the Seven Barrel Brew House. Within a few months, we had decided that we wanted to go to a production facility, so mm -hmm. we built the 20 Barrel, and at that point in time, I was like, Push is the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> if we're going to go this route, we really need to come up with a better name. So one of our beers that we were making was called Reckless Ascension, okay. and it was a beer that a lot of people knew us from, from like doing beer festivals and stuff. So I was like, well, let's just bank on what people already know about us. Just call ourselves reckless. Weren't they, wasn't there a name before push also? Uh, that's before me. So I, I don't think know. there was, it might've so, been there. Or I'm been. just thinking, cause like, it might've just, just been like Frisco they, or something. I'm I, not sure, but I went there, started that, did about four years there, got them to kind of where they're, they're at or where they're going. Um, things didn't quite work out. So, just like, you know, such yeah. as it's a story. As things go. Yep. I, I I left that place and literally got on Per Brewer one day and was like, I need to find new work. And as I'm, like, bringing the, refreshing the page, a little thing pops up, says Harper's Ferry Brewing, looking for, you know, new head brewer. So I sent an email and sent my resume. And within five minutes, I got a call from Darren, who's one of the other owners. And I think I was out there, like, a week later and, mm -hmm. you know. Full steam ahead ever since. I mean, One hour I, long interview turned into a whole day. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be an hour long interview. <laughs> we were there all day. Um, <clears throat> one of the things was for me when I got up onto that location, uh, I know you haven't been there yet, but 
Oh, I did. I turned around in the park. I've been to the parking lot. Nice. So you at least you've seen it. Um, (laughs) The the, the location just grabbed me. I was like, wow, this might be like, I think I literally said, I was like, I think this is where rainbows end. (laughs) Because I was like, this is just the possibilities up there. It's a good beer name, too. Hmm. You can use that if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I've been there and we're going on about eight months since I've been there. And, you know, things are just rocking and rolling and we're gonna you know hope to, hope to hell this ship doesn't capsize and flip over on us and we're gonna keep going the way we're going so that's it i mean i guess unless dan gets really mad you'd probably you'd probably be okay i, th- I think we, i think <laughs> i think we can handle we well, do have the vantage point of the yeah. high ground so yeah you, probably... you know like obi-wan always yeah. take the high ground um but uh no also i think i think our fan base Plus the fan base we tapped into with that, that even if Dan did come after us, <laughs> we, we win in numbers. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So Melanie is the general manager. And um, also what I learned has been in the industry forever. Um, where, where else have you been? So my parents actually own Corcoran Vineyard and Cidery in Loudoun. It was the first winery brewery combination because we used to own Corcoran Brewing so I've been in the industry for almost 12 years now and I started back at the house with my mom whether it was you know just helping out in the vineyard and then helping with yeast additions and learning the process of winemaking I then transitioned in high school from where is the vineyard it's in Waterford is that is that do you turn off a 15 by um like a fruit stand to get to it or is that a different one i think that's a different one okay there's a lot of them out there but yes there's a lot we were the 10th winery in loudon county okay um and then we were the first cidery in loudon county and we were the first winery brewery combination in loudon county so my family was kind of front of the door like we were going to be there whether you know alcohol was involved or not like corcoran was there and I then went to work in other tap rooms, so I worked at Sunset Hills, and then I worked at Old 690, starting in 2016, and after that, they were just like, do you want to run Harper's Ferry? They're like, you know the industry inside and out, like, you've been there from the beginning through wine, beer, cider, like, you know it, you know everyone, and I'm like, yes. So it's just, it was kind of handed to me, and it was awesome, and I don't think I would be anywhere else right now. Is the brewery still there? The brewery is is not. So Corcoran Brewing shut down um, due to my dad's health reasons. It was hard for my family to own and operate multiple alcohol establishments. So because wine and cider are considered or they're categorized as the same alcohol, (laughs) um, they're both still operating under my mom. But the brewery had to shut down. Is it? Did it change names or did another place open? There another just, place okay, opened, yes. So they then. they bought us out essentially. Gotcha. Um, so you have uh, a bunch of, or at least one, events coming up at Harper's Ferry that you want to talk about. Yeah. So my role as general manager has kind of also transitioned to event coordinator. Um, I have been planning a lot of events to try to just get more people into our door as we're approaching our slow season. Due to being on top of the mountain and having a great view, um, 
it's hard for people to come to us because we definitely are a destination. So one yeah, thing when it gets real cold and snowy out, it's not easy to get there anymore. Yeah, I bet climbing driving up that hill is probably not the easiest thing to do. It's in definitely a, not in the no. snow. I mean, so last winter it was, you know, we had only been open for a couple months. Like we're like, oh, business is great for us being open for only three months. Like this is awesome. But now that we've been open for a year and we're like, okay, we're approaching snowy season again. Like what are we going to do? So we've been in the works of planning like beer and food pairings. So what do people love? They love drinking. They love eating. So what event we have coming up in February is actually Valentine's Day weekend we have a beer and cupcake pairing, and it's going to be served to you in a flight form. So you'll get three cupcakes and three beers. And we're still deciding on... One quick thing. So our, our flight trays, when you do come up there and get a flight trays, they come in muffin tins. So this was kind oh, of cool. a play off of that, yeah. that whole idea. Um, and then just picking up off it real quick, one of the cupcakes will actually be made with a beer that we're making for that event. And then the beer itself will be made with the cake of the cupcake. So it's going to be, we're going to put the cake of the cupcake in the beer, and then we're going to take the wort and make the frosting. I feel like I need a diagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's very intertwined. It's a very interactive, hopefully, coming up event. So uh, We also have uh, some beer dinners planning out in uh, the further months. We're doing one fairly recent but it'll be yeah that, that was a few weeks ago yeah mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's done um, but we're looking to do one in the fall that's going to be uh all barrel aged beers uh paired with game meats so that should be a fun one i think i'm going to call it game and barrel but we haven't totally locked in on that yet but that should be fun what else do we have we've been working on a lot of charitable events too so just we when we first released Sell the Team, we actually tag team with Tree of Life Food Pantry. And every keg that we sold of Sell the Team bought a Thanksgiving dinner for someone. So we're doing that all year round. It's not just a one-time thing. So every Sunday we have a charitable donation yoga class. And then every Thursday night in the fall and winter, we have a charitable um, bingo night. So every year we or every week we are raising money for someone else in hopes that they come to our brewery, fall in love, and become a repeat customer. But at the same time, they're also giving back to our community. Nice. So was the was there a building already there, or was this a brand-new build for so the, to be a brewery? The building um, was already there, – there was a structure there, but it was ruined uh, by the time that the brewery went up. We, we, we built another building on top of those ruins. The ruins were uh, the Blue Ridge Rod and Gun Club mm-hmm. that had been there since the 1800s. Know, 1800s and then burnt down in like 1975. Yep. They say it was arson, but we can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> the FBI was raiding the building at the time, so the place was in flames. Well, they were <laughs> raiding it because supposedly Hoover kept documents there, yeah. but the original keeper of the house and the club that they used to host up there. They never actually found any documents, but the son of the keeper of the club supposedly lit a match and caught the upstairs on fire, and he went downstairs so nonchalant. It's like, Dad, I dropped a match, and he's like, okay, that's fine. Did you put it out? And he's like, no. And then all of a sudden, like, the entire building just burst into flames, but the FBI was coming to the building to see if Hoover was actually keeping all these documents there, and... 
the building just went down in flames and no one could find anything there and there was no actual documentation that Hoover was actually at this club but so it's that's great what place the stories say it's a great place to put a brewery <laughs> you know and then just it's definitely ju- haunted just, just down from our just down from our view yeah just down from our view is where John Brown was taken over so you know we got a lot of good history up there Plenty of stories to tell. Uh, plenty of stories. So I mean, many stories. Very like Northern Virginian, in that realm of you know the Appalachian Trail, like literally runs across mm-hmm. our front porch, you know. So it's just a beautiful place up there, and it's funny. And when we did, when they built the building, they built it to kind of look like the old Rod and Gun Club. So it had some of that same features of what that building used to look like. So is there um, event space like that people can rent out, or like do people have weddings there or anything? Because I've only ever seen the pictures. I only ever see are like of the amazing view. Yeah, so the outside. No one ever takes a picture going in the opposite direction. Fair enough. So starting this year in 2020, we are actually going to be hosting weddings. Um, I'm trying to keep our weddings to about one a month at the moment, but again, that could totally change like later on this year. But right now, they're going to be weddings under 50 people, super quick and super casual. Um, I don't have a private event space yet. I was told that might happen in the near or distant future. So right now, if people want to have private events, they're not necessarily private. They're with the public, but they will have, you know, their own little section of our grounds. (laughs) Yeah, we've been doing a lot of building projects up over there uh, over the last year. So we added a, a sunset grill or a sunset, sorry, sunset bar. <laughs> Always makes me think of Don Henley. Uh, sunset bar over uh, at the one point that we have on our mountain that actually looks directly at Harper's Ferry. It's, okay. it's really beautiful. So we took a couple containers, like shipping containers, yeah. made a bar out of it. Put oh, a, nice. Put a big deck on top of it, fenced it all off. We put our use whiskey barrels that we're not going to use again down there as tabletops fire pits and everything so <clears throat> that might be one of the spaces that would become like a rentable area uh talking with the owner just yesterday we're looking to rebuild this pergola stage we have out on like the more of the i guess i call that like the the meadow yard well, i don't know what we call that big, side it's the big yard um <laughs> it's so, just the one with the pergola yeah so we're, <laughs> we're going to get that cleaned up and we're we're also building a our outside bar. We're, we're building a deck above that so we can close in the bottom where the outside bar was and then put another deck up on top of it so we can actually heat the lower part. Um, so all these all these projects are still happening. So we, we're still kind of stuck in the idea of like what we can truly offer. We yeah. know what we think we can offer eventually, but we haven't, projects haven't been finished yet. So once we get them finished, which will hopefully be before our big season comes up in the spring and summer, Will be I mean, you've been open for over a year. What the hell are you waiting for? I mean, I know. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, though. It's only been 14 yeah. months. Yeah, you know, I thought we would have been like brewing on the moon by now. You know, what's going on? <laughs> so lazy. That's <laughs> yeah, brewers, though. We're lazy. Yeah. Um, and you said there's 10 acres. Uh, there's there's oh, there's a lot. Oh. We have three acres of actual drinking property. Three acres okay. that you can drink on. Of the licensed. Yep, mm-hmm. licensed property. We are on 80 acres altogether. Now, a lot of that's taken up by the Adventure Center. Gotcha. And then a lot of that's just some back fields that we got other ideas, but those are years down the road. Um, eventually, we're kind of looking to like make this a one-stop destination for all your summertime fun activities. 
Cool. Yeah. Booze being the main The highlight of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that is probably the most important aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, this beer is absolutely delicious. Thank I you. love this. I'm a, I am ai love sour beer. Um, you want to just... Yep, you so you this briefly a, told me about it, but I was only half paying attention because I was trying to get set back up. So, so this is a, a this is the good culture uh, sour ale. It's a uh, it's just a sour. I can't really call it a goza or a Berliner because I didn't do the things that you do for those. This is uh, sour ale with lactose, vanilla, blackberry, boysenberry, and raspberry. Um, we called it good culture as a, a second little jab at the Redskins, but also. This beer came about because we were using a culture from another source, and we were doing really well with it, but we had a couple little funky issues that we didn't like. It happened to us twice, so, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. I'm not getting fooled <laughs> a third time. So I, you know, again, got on the phone with brewers, and was like, hey, who are you guys using? Who, you know, where's the good spot? Got in touch with Omega Yeast, and got hold of their blend, and we started using it, and... I, I like it a lot, and it's 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 been working very well for us. So this the, the good culture thing came off of that idea too of like, oh, we finally got that good culture. We can really like you know hold in here and and, and really do some cool stuff with. So we're we're really happy with it. Look to do more of these. We might even do more of the good cultures and just change fruits. We tend to do about right now. We're doing two sour styles. We do Trail Days, which is our Goza. We do River Days, which is our Berliner Vice. The good culture will probably fit in there as like the third realm that's not salted nor, you know, fully wheat based. We'll have the lactose and we'll have the vanilla and it kind of help draw that more like breakfast cereal kind of, you know, feel yeah. that you're, you know, the little bit smoothness on the palate. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, we put this out about two weeks ago, so mm-hmm. we're almost through it. Um, we're going to be firing up another kettle sour probably next week so um where should people go to keep up on your events and so if you're trying to plan an event everyone just emails me and i'll get you on our calendar but for events already planned and such we post on social media right now so facebook instagram twitter the brewers and i like we're in charge of all of that so we post all over social media Okay. We are working with somebody right now to get our website uh, updated and cleaned up a little bit, and then that's going to link to all of our untapped stuff. So, like, the, 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 the beer list will always the be constant. Keep up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to link the events through all that, too. So not only will they be posted on our website, social media, we're also looking at a way to have them posted on untapped, too, so, like, you would get, like, a, a notification if you're one of our fans yeah. or something like that. So we're looking to get all that tied together like you said we've only been open for 14 months yeah. now so it's like at first it was like all right let's just make sure somebody walks through the door now it's like all right now let's get you know everybody through the door from what i understand <laughs> there are a few people that have walked through the door yeah just a few <laughs> just a couple just a couple um but which is great and we're hoping to continue to do that and like i said this this summer we're really looking to put out some really cool stuff and get some good bands up there on the stages and just you know really kind of blow it up our, our last summer was we had no clue what we were getting into because they had never seen the summer i had never seen the summer up there so now we have kind of a little bit of data to be like all right you know this is what we can expect let's prepare for it so all right so um you guys have a couple homework assignments okay um <laughs> 
Ryan, you need to have Sam reply to my email. I'll work on that. Um, uh, Jesse, we need to plan when I get to reckon to pawpaw trees. <laughs> and then I guess for me, I just need to finally make it down there. Um, I was actually, this is probably one of the only times I was kind of disappointed where you made it easy on me that you wanted to come to the studio because it's a really big pain to take this on the road. Cause, but I was like, I kind of wanted an excuse to make me <laughs> come down to finally go more than just in the parking lot. But I will make it there. Chris, you're always welcome. Even on days <laughs> we're closed, just call us up. Yeah, just come on in. We'll come, we'll be there. We'll be there. Um, so thank you so much for crossing the river and making the trek north, which it's, it's so funny that it, there's a lot of people say this too. Like for some reason that that river makes it seem so much further away than it is like crossing that bridge mentally adds miles to how far away Loudoun County is from Frederick. Whereas it's really like 25 minutes uh, drive. It's because you got to live your life with the idea of no borders, man. Just, <laughs> just go, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you so much for coming out. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Cheers. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to mcclintockdistilling.com for more information.